Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and I'm here today with Marina Hansen. How are you doing, Marina? Hey, Billy. I'm doing well. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad that you're here again to talk with me a little bit for our, our little podcast. It's been cool that we've been uh, been keeping up with it, been doing it a little bit more. Yeah, thanks for podcasting. I saw that 28 people listened to our last one. Hey, There's that's like cool. 30 that checked out. The uh, the one that Dave and I recorded, I think. Cool. I think I remember you mentioning that. And then for our Night Sky one, there's been a couple of people yeah. checking that out too, which is cool. That is it's cool. We should do a Night Sky episode tomorrow. Yeah, we really should. I, want I should to, uh, study I want to be up. on top of that. Yeah, me too. We should use that astronomy book. Yeah, let's do it. We let's should do just that. look through that together a little bit Let's more. spend some time doing fun. that tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. We should hang out we and do it. We should do a little bit of both. Yeah, we should do it for the morning. I want to work with you in the morning and do it. That'd yeah, I would love to do another morning podcast. I really liked that last time. Yeah, it'd be fun. But for the Night Sky podcast, what we've been doing is going through and talking about um, just kind of like the changing sky events that have been going on, um, like the planets that are going to be coming up. I think even next week, we'll be able to start seeing all five planets up in the, oh, cool. in the morning sky, which is yeah. really cool. So we've been talking about stuff like that on the Night Sky podcast, so that you can see with the telescope. Or you can go out, look up at the night sky and see. It's been fun, but it's it's yeah. been cool like having people check it out a little bit and uh, just kind of getting to learn a little bit more about little night sky stuff that's going on. I want to get a telescope with you too. Soon. Yeah, we should get a telescope in the next couple months. And I really want to get, I guess, where the crossover is for, for the photo stuff is I want to get that, that photo connector for the camera to like put on the camera to the telescope. So it's like the, the camera mount on the telescope. Yeah, I really want that. I think that would be a lot. Yeah, I'd really fun. like to do that. I was looking at some photos, like amateur astronomer photos that uh, that have been taken of like Jupiter um, and like Jupiter's four planets and their their motion over like a series of days. But it's really cool. You can really see quite a bit. Or with Saturn, you can see the rings really well. But it's cool that you can just kind of create um, your own pieces of, of astrophotography that are like so detailed that really yeah. before maybe 30 years ago, no one had ever seen it's know? really cool i'd yeah. love to get some photos like that or I'd, I'd really like to get into that kind of photography i think that's another different yeah kind of I'd, I'd really to like do. to do that too it's really neat i think you and i were looking at like really wide angle lenses like those 14 millimeter yeah lenses that are out there that um that people are using for these really long exposures where um like yeah i, I was looking at like this astrophotography tutorial for the for like um, getting those Milky Way shots, you know, when you see those yeah. really bright, crisp looks or you know, cool look in the, the brightness of the cloud, yeah. not cloud, but the um, just kind of the gas that's out there in the Milky Way and how bright the look of the Milky Way looks and mm -hmm. all the stars around it that's gotten with um, with a 14 millimeter lens. And then you like crank up your ISO on, on one of these modern cameras or like a full frame camera to like 6400 ISO. And I think there's a there's like a ratio. Have you heard of that ratio before? Where it's like how wide the, like your focal length versus like the time that you yeah elapse the picture. I think you actually, I think you've told me about this a little bit. Yeah, before. there's something about that. There's like uh for, there's so many, I wish I knew what it was, but there's like however many seconds it is that uh, causes like arc to happen in the photograph, right. like where it would show a star trail instead of a star pinpoint. Um, it's, it's less time if it's a, if it's a more zoomed in photograph, like if you use a 50 millimeter, an 80 millimeter or a 100 millimeter lens, it's going to be so much closer 
that the time that it takes for that single pinpoint to transit a little bit across the screen is going to be a lot less because you're so much closer and more zoomed in on it. Right, with a really wide-angle lens, you're going to be so much further away that those star points aren't really going to move much if you were to plot out on a grid like how far it would move across the frame of the photograph. It won't really arc that much in the period of time that's elapsing for the uh, for the photograph to be taken. So that's why they use these really wide-angle lenses. But it's cool that they can do it. They can do like a 30-second exposure at ISO 6400 with a full-frame lens, like uh, with a 14-millimeter lens and get these really cool, bright Milky Way pictures like we get to see. It's that's fun. really cool. I'd love to get uh, a wider-angle lens. I think a 14-millimeter would be really cool. Yeah, I'd really like to do it. I think like the bottom dollar version of that that we could get is like the like Rokinon. Oh that yeah, I know. And there's like there's a couple other versions of that that sort of drop ship uh, out of China and pretty, mm-hmm. or Taiwan or something that they're 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 pretty inexpensive, um, just an expensive manual focus glass lenses that are I don't know. I guess I mean people enjoy them. They're they're really like maybe a third the price of the competitor lens. Um, you know, for that, for whatever camera builder it is, like for a Canon or a Nikon, it's maybe a third the price of their option for that lens, but it's manual focus. It's probably quite a yeah. bit cheaper in a lot of ways, but for, for the, uh, astrophotography though, manual focus is no problem. Yeah. It's, it's want it to be definitely, anyway. it's probably what you prefer. And I think that's why people sort of appreciate it. And also for, for video. So for all these new DSLRs oh. that have come out, Rokinon's had a huge amount of business for people that need uh, like manual focus lenses that are inexpensive to do their video projects with. Yeah. And they have some really good options. They have like an 85 millimeter one four, which I'm sure is great for video. Um, that, uh, that was manual focus and maybe three, 400 bucks, which is way less than <laughs> I was going to say, that, that sounds have. cheap. Yeah. For, for a one, four lens. Yeah. So it's, it's great for people that were, were doing video. I think they jumped all over it. Um, and so I think that's probably why they've been able to stick around for a few more years, but, uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd be into to trying to check out one of their, uh, their wide angle lenses. That's cool. Yeah. That sounds like it could be a good deal for us because we'd want it to be manual focus. So yeah, I think it'd be it'd fun. Be something we could just afford. Yeah, I'd That'd really awesome. like to do that. And I want to get that that tube with the connector to drop onto the telescope yes. for all the stuff that we can see out there. You know, yes. there's um, there's like some more sky watching stuff, and we can get into more of this on like the night sky podcast too. But um, there's more of these deep sky objects that we can find out in the sky that we really can't see often with um, just with our naked eye when we look up at a constellation in a regular evening here in Eugene, you know, there's too much light, but with a good telescope, um, you can see like all these really faint and pretty interesting, um, like nebula or globular clusters, all these different things that are out there that you can probably then also, um, take a photograph of if you're able to like line it up, you could like photograph those, those deep sky objects too, which would be kind of a fun project. But I think the most fun would be tracking the planets and like yeah. tracking the motion of the planets and trying to photograph like their moons. Like I think Jupiter would be the most fun and Saturn, if it's in a good position to be photographed, I think that'd be a lot of fun too. That'd be really cool. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. Um, we should do that. Like pretty soon though, we should start we telescope should. shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Put that into the budget kind of with our snowshoes. Uh, so many things to get. Yeah. I just, uh, I just finished my film roll in the F4. So like, I think that's, that's probably a lot. I think that's the one that we started last week, halfway through snowshoeing. When yeah, I had to like pull right. it out a couple of times and then rewind it and then put it back <laughs> in, rewind it, put it back in when my batteries died in the cold. Um, but I finished that roll. And so that's, uh, that's out in the ammo can now. And I have, I have that one 
and then I have a second one, and then I think I have this third one here. Oh. So I think I have these three roles to go. What's this third one? Develop. I think that's um, I think that's like end of October and into early November. Oh, really? Or probably a good part of November. Yeah, I think that's like um, after our birthday or so when that one was finished. That's cool. And then there's that last role that I finished um, when we finished uh, or when we started doing snowshoeing last week. I, I wrapped up yeah. the last role and started the second role um, that I just have finished now. So I've got those three roles to ha- uh, head into be developed. I think now we have to do send out in this area. There's really no, there's no local place that does anything. Um, so that'll be, that'll be fine to try. You know, in fact, we're probably going to get a better product out. Probably a lot better. But, but just for like, the development, it might not matter too much. Yeah. I don't like that. I have to wait even longer to get it. Oh, I know. I have to wait yeah, like a week probably was, to do the whole process of mailing it yeah, and getting it mailed back. It seemed frustrating enough having to wait the hour and a half, two hours for them <laughs> to process it, get it back. And then the so other impatient. three hours that it is per roll or more to get those 24, 36 frames uh, scanned through on the scanner and then put it in as files under the computer. But yeah, it it's like a long process to get that in. It's like, it it's is. like a like two or three evenings out of your week just trying to get your your film negatives scanned after your week now of waiting to get them <laughs> from send out oh man oh man yeah we're so interested in this hobby i haven't used the scanner for a while now yeah it's i've seen like that too i haven't really used the scanner enough in a while what i want to jump into is like archives or like or like this whole last year's worth or since we've only had the scanner around for this last year one year now mm-hmm. and we've had that software around only six seven months now right. there's all those film photos that we've taken over the last two three four years that i think are going to be really cool if we get to if we get to scan and get a better negative version of. I really want to do that. Yeah. My uh, my first roll from that Pentax camera, that old Pentax film camera that oh, my yeah. grandmother right. had handed down to me. Um, I got some really cool photos on that one. I did that uh, that trip out to the hot air balloon festival yeah, that was I going really on. I really like that hot that panda hot air yeah, balloon. Yeah, that panda that hot so air cool. balloon. I really like that photo, but... The scan of it is pretty crappy. Yeah, it's not going to so, be good enough. It would be cool to is, have a nice version of that. Yeah, it's like I less really than like two that megapixels. Photo. So that's going to be great. So if we can find like that negative and then rescan it, we can we can do just giant prints of it now. Or we just have so much more freedom. We have a you know just a whole new image that we can work with essentially because there's so much more information there that we can we can put it in the Lightroom and rework it, or we can print it out really large. Like we can get a big canvas print of any of those old images. Like there's a lot of stuff from um, from our trip through uh, Yosemite and through the Sierra Nevadas yeah. that I think it'd be really cool to see as like a large print. But we just had never done it before because the, the film scan was scan. so low quality. Yeah. And so we've been talking about this forever, but yeah, if we get those scanned and we can like rework them and then probably add a few different things to our portfolio that we've maybe just not had available to us before. Yeah. I'd love to do that. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. It'd be neat to look through all those little pictures again too. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be great. Well, that's cause see, that's a, another part that I was thinking about is, um, so I've been working with Hootsuite a lot. I think over the last eh, about two months now I've worked with Hootsuite. Now, have I talked to you about that much? Like that yeah, program? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's like this web app that you you sort of schedule uh, your different social media accounts and what what post is going to go out and essentially at what time that post is going to go out. And so you can work with Twitter and Facebook and then loosely you can work with Instagram, I think LinkedIn, and then in some capacity you can work with Google Plus, but I think that's only for 
for like business pages on Google Plus. Oh, interesting. I don't worry about Google Plus or LinkedIn yeah. really for that matter at all. But for Instagram and for Twitter uh, and for Facebook, I have those hooked up. And then those are, are what allow me to propagate out to, um, to I think, like dig. I, I have a thing that like drops out each of my posts out as like a as like a link at it loads it to my website it loads it to 500 px to flickr and i think to probably one or two other places like a blogger account a tumblr account oh, it'll drop cool. to and you know what none of it really ends up mattering for me <laughs> at all i don't know how that happens um so i should try and try and build up some i don't know followers or some interaction there but i get more interaction on like 500 px than i do at most places, like there's a little bit on Flickr, but it's funny to see like how many, like, cause I don't ever check or interact with 500 PX, even though that's a big photography community. Yeah. There probably is a lot of people that I can learn something from, or that would probably dig seeing a picture or two of mine. That's but cool. I don't ever spend any time there. It seems like a, an interesting one. I don't, I don't have an account on that one yet. You've told me about it a little bit and it's I've worth, seen, I've seen yeah. you using it a little bit, but it seems like it'd be something worth checking out. It's worth checking out. Yeah. You, Put should, some stuff you on. should get it set up like that too. I think that you would really benefit from that too. I want to help you get, um, cause you like, I use those if accounts that, that if yeah. this, then that, yeah. um, and I have that set up to, to, to resend a lot of the, the tweets and Facebook account stuff I have to like Flickr and then to 500px and, and to Tumblr. That's, That's sort of what I use to handle that, which is great. And Hootsuite allows me just to sort of edit it all at once in one spot. Mm-hmm. And so that, that really helps me like identify things for Facebook and Twitter and then for Instagram. And it's way more flexible now on Instagram, given that they can accept um, portrait or landscape size photographs. I don't oh, have right. to recrop everything. And Hootsuite's integration with uh, with Instagram has gotten a lot better just in the last couple of weeks as they've they've updated it to to handle the transfer of the photo a lot more comfortably. That's great. Before it would it would lock it off. Is whatever it would send it in as is whatever it was cropped at. You couldn't adjust the photograph at all, which is really frustrating. It would never really do it right for you. So they finally updated that. So that allows it so that you have a lot more flexibility with how something gets posted to Instagram but that's what and it's been really useful for me to get things going but the problem is is that it's like now you have to feed the beast the whole time right now you have to like keep everything like published and like pumping through there new things to be putting yeah it's like a train just barreling down all the time (laughs) so um I think I have it set to post like three things a day three to four to five things a day is sort of what I've been experimenting with yeah and um, it works all right to do that, but it's just hard to get that many things set up to go out a week, you know, cause it's like, that's a lot. It, yeah. Yeah. It ends up being a lot of photos. So, um, so it's fun to do like while I can, but, but I'm trying to get more consistent with that. I need to go through today and what I want to go through these old negatives for is so I can draw a lot of those old photographs right. and then kind of repost those and, and have more content to go through so that I can kind of push that, that, uh, I don't know delayed uh, posting stuff out a couple more days but it's fun to do I really like having it set up like that and having it you know ready to like send out as much content as we have and then we can like intersperse links to like our podcasts or to the blog or to the night sky stuff that we're working on all that can kind of go in there at the same time and I can run like the Christians and scholarship stuff I can have that set up as like a side account so it can just kind of run that or run like the night sky Instagram account. If we wanted to run that, we can oh, have yeah. everything kind of pre-planned and set up for a couple of weeks or months or years or something if we want to. 
and uh, and then just have it kind of go out as it's supposed to schedule. That'd be cool. I yeah. should go over the Hootsuite stuff with you a little bit more. Add some Night Sky account things. Yeah, we really to should manage there's, on there. There's a lot of benefit to uh, to using it. Hootsuite is uh, a paid for service. Is Hootsuite that right? is paid for, and it is a little expensive. It's uh, I quit paying. I think I quit paying like ten bucks a month for some other service that I had. And then I started paying 15 bucks a month um, to have uh, to have Hootsuite running. So before we used Buffer, which was free. Oh, yeah, Buffer, Buffer limited you to 10, I think 10 posts at a time. That's right. Which is, uh, it might be fine, really. I think for, for almost everybody, that would be a fine way to do it. What I was hoping to do was have it set up so that there could be a really long runway. We could right. do it all at once and not have to worry about it and then have it all go out at once. Yeah, only 10 posts. Yeah. But you can set up at a time. That's really only like a couple days, days that it saves you. It. Yeah. yeah. Was, so they they make it just enough to be a little bit frustrating um, to use functionally. But I wanted to do more with that. It's just Hootsuite is only going to recoup that value to me if I'm able to like really put in more to it, you know, or like make sure that there's there's photos and stuff going out on it all the time. Yeah. And it's worked really well while I've used it. I think we've sent out like a bunch of stuff since uh, the beginning of November uh, using that and it's it's been fun to do and I get way more stuff through Instagram just just that alone is like giving me more or just oh, more ability yeah. to kind of communicate with people and then you it can really structure like out the hashtags that you use you can kind of plan that out in advance and type everything out in advance and then kind of send each thing out as it would be and uh, have it kind of target whatever audience you want it to go to so That's it's cool it's, yeah it's cool it is effective it seems pretty useful yeah if you're if you're really on top of it and using it all the time it seems like it's an okay value yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. The other part is like, um, like I want to have to feed the, all the Hootsuite stuff to feed all the, the media and stuff that I have going out. And what I was able to do for a while last year is to kind of get in that habit that we've talked about a little bit. Well, I talked about a little bit, a couple podcasts back, which is consistency, but I want to be really strong at shooting one roll of film a week. Yeah, and I just remember when you to, were doing that. Yeah, just kind of trying to push through the 24 frames through the seven days of the week. It's really not bad. It's what, like two or three frames a day. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I remember you doing it pretty easily uh, a couple of years ago when you were doing yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it really isn't too bad, and it's kind of fun. You get a lot of fun photos out yeah, of it. Yeah, you got a, a ton of, cool of photos, photos out of it. Yeah. I really like really all the film photos that you get. Yeah, yeah. So I should be doing that more. I think uh, I've had a couple of hiccups with the F4 that have sort of drawn me back on that and yeah, that we don't have one hour photo anymore. I no. don't know why. It was such a good convenience that I just wanted to do that all the time. But uh, but yeah, I want to be shooting through um, through uh, at least one roll of film a week and trying to get some cool stuff too. And, and with that, I think is where like a couple photo projects were sort of in mind for stuff that I wanted to do. I don't know. Have you been thinking about like photo projects and stuff to start doing through January, February? Yeah, there are a few that I have in mind that I wanted to start working on. Yeah, I've got a few in mind. I think uh, the first one that I have is I want to go back out to the wildlife refuge or like out to some of that stuff in uh, in the central Willamette Valley. That'd be cool. I haven't and been out to the wildlife refuge for a while. I know. I know. Essentially, they say that it's closed in the wintertime. I really want to go out there more in the spring too. I want to try and get out for like really early sunrise trips. Oh, that would be so much fun. And we should go fun. out. They have uh, the the bird photo blinds. So I think it's for birders. They go out there with their scopes and stuff. So you can go out there at dawn and you can kind of hang out in this little shed with a little blanket over you and you yeah. can kind of scope out different geese. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. So, I've been, yeah, I've done that or yeah. I've been over to that 
that part of it with yeah, little blanket things. People uh, with yeah. the hobbies trying to identify different types of birds and stuff. But we should do that too. And, and we should take uh, that 80 to 400 millimeter lens. That'd be cool. And uh, and like your camera, the D7000. With that, yeah, that'd be great. We should try and uh, bring the tripod and, and, you know, try and get some cool photographs of uh, some of those flocks that take off in the early morning. It's really cool when they do. I've seen it, I've seen it like two or three times, but I think it would be a lot more fun if we go out there more often. And yeah. I was trying to think of a way to do that, like before work. Sort of yeah. Thing, you know, like, I think if we wanted to do some sunrise mornings, that'd yeah. be really cool. And we could just go out there a couple hours before you have to go to work. And then yeah, I when think it's time for you to really go cool. back, we can just drive a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. Head right back in. But I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah. That'd be a really cool spot to go back out to. Yeah. I'd love to get back out there more often. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I know like, so the wildlife refuge, I think that'd be in the spring. I think I want to like, I want to get back out to the desert really bad, like out to central yeah. Oregon. And I want to do like, well, for the, for the documentary, the documentary stuff that we want to try and start working on in the spring and summer, that's going to be all out in central Oregon. But with that, I want to do a lot of photo stuff out there. Or a lot of stuff like the rim rock and the desert landscape stuff. I want to get back out to the Alvord again. I really, really want to get back out to the Alvord. Yeah. And then there's a lot of those cool areas in Eastern Oregon that kind of even go east from there, like out toward McDermott. I think there's like, um, or Rome. That's another area that's kind of cool. Well, cool. It's, it's, it's desolate. It's thin. That heads out toward the Oahe River. Oh, there's yeah. There's some cool stuff out there. There's like the Trout Creek Mountains. I think those are some cool places. There's a spot that has um, like a bunch of um, a bunch of petrified wood. I think that'd be cool. To oh, find. that'd be neat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'd be really fun. And I hear there's there's all sorts of stuff out there that's pretty cool. But I want to try and find some like petroglyph sites with you, like the, like oh, the stuff yeah. that we saw on top of Heart Mountain, and uh, and some of the other places that are in in uh, Central Oregon. I want to try and find places like that and try and set up some cool kind of way to photograph it or take a photo or make images of it that look. I don't know, artistic or yeah. whimsical or something. Yeah, we should start doing some Eastern Oregon trips soon and start scouting out some of the places we want to be going uh, going back to in the spring for photography and then uh, eventually some videography stuff too. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be cool. I really want to try and sort out my thoughts on like what kind of videography stuff to do for the documentary thing need i need to study up yeah we're, i really want a drone for it i think that that'd be a cool way to get I think that'd be a really cool drone with a lot a of the, the b-roll stuff and uh hopefully i can try and figure out another way or i, I need to figure out i guess what i want to do with this because so far what i have in mind for this documentary piece is a lot of cool like aerial photos yeah. <laughs> but i need to find a way to kind of tie that in uh or tie that into like what the story yeah, is or sort of what the content of uh, the eastern oregon stuff is we need to start studying the tribes that you wanted to focus on yeah i'd really like, like to do that. that i want to try and check that out soon and I, I hope that we can kind of do some of that up through march and yeah. then have things sort of lightly planned out as to like why we're doing this and then have it sort of set up so that we go like Saturday, like how we went snowshoeing last yeah. week. We'll just jam out on Saturday. We'll head over to Eastern Oregon and we'll try and, you know, cultivate up whatever stuff that we can for our trip there. Either if it's go find like a site that we can photograph or just go get like cool B-roll photos and video of rim rock and sunsets yeah. and Eastern Oregon stuff and all that. That'd be great too. That'd but, be really cool. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I want to start start uh, planning that stuff. Yeah. There's a... There's a skate 
project that I want to do too. I want to take all these skateboards that we've got, you know, we have all these decks out here and I want to, well, I want to build them up all the skateboards that we have. And, uh, like I want to try and do like some photo shoot stuff with them or just take them yeah. out to the skate park. And I want to try and like photograph each of the skateboards, um, on film. And then like maybe like a couple pieces of them, like being moved around or like, you know, people skating on them, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, but I think that'd be really fun to try and do something like that before, um, or like before the end of February. I was thinking something for wintertime photography. That'd be like fun. like little winter photo projects. Yeah, the skate park would be a good spot for wintertime photos. Or it doesn't really show that it's wintertime. It'd just be cool, right. cool yeah. board photos. I think that'd be really fun. We have some really nice boards. I think it'd be cool to get. Yeah, yeah. To do a little shoot over there. That's a neat skate park that we have here. Yeah, it is like a really it's, nice a, it's a cool spot. I think the Eugene one is, is known as being a pretty cool skate park. It's a good spot. It's a big area too. So we might be able to find a, a little side area that we can go to. And uh, I'm sure like in February and such, it's not going to be in high demand a lot of the time. It is in the afternoon though. We'd have to it go. It is. Yeah. Early on. Yeah. People are. Yeah. I think if we went over there in the Whitaker. They really are. I think if we went in maybe in the early morning. Yeah. Then maybe there'd only be a few guys there. But I think, yeah, it's busy. Like yeah. if you go in the afternoon, it's, it's like 50 people. Whoa. It's so many people just moving around. I saw this guy on uh, last time I was there uh, when one of my brothers was visiting. We went and stopped by the skate park. And there's a guy that had these things that were, I can't remember what they were called. They were like sliders or something. But they were just these little pieces that you stand on that are wheels. I saw a guy in Corvallis with those. Yeah, they're crazy. It's like kind of like a mix between rollerblades and a skateboard maybe it's like an individual piece for each foot and you don't attach to it in any way you just stand on it and it has a couple wheels on it and you ride around sideways like you would on a skateboard with like one foot that's so strange in front of the other i don't know how to really balance for that those types of sports i've never really understood how to do it's impressive there's some like there's some little kids there too sometimes who are like little guys that would like probably come up to like my stomach <laughs> next to each other that are just busting down those uh those big ramps yeah they're able flying to drop up on the other side the like really well i, I am can't terrified do it like, I can just watching the them that seems scary. i tried for a long time i never had that much that many guts for those sorts of yeah extreme moves me neither i, just I like, like the long boards yeah, <laughs> kick and ride i'll ride around ride a little gentle a, slope yeah just sort of coast that's what I want to be able to do is just coast. I like coasting. <laughs> That's what I liked about longboarding. But uh, I want to get I want to get like another film stock and I want to do some stuff around the house for photos. I think you were talking about that too, right? I was thinking about yeah. uh, like portrait film. Oh, that'd be cool to try out. Yeah. Yeah. Like the portrait is like softer and it's uh, a little less saturated and a little less contrasty. That'd contrast-y. be really pretty for their, our apartment. Yeah. I think it'd be fun if you were talking inside. about doing kind of inside stuff. I, think yeah. that I had the idea that that might be a fun way to try it too. It would also be cool. I mean, there's a lot of digital stuff that we could do with that. I'm oh sure yeah, also, you know. definitely. I want to be using my digital camera more. I've been using uh, my film camera or your film camera that I've been using the N80. Oh yeah. I've been using that a lot and have really neglected my digital camera because yeah. I've just been See, so focused on I've the film, too. but the film is also expensive to do. So I haven't been doing that as much as I want to either, <laughs> which just means less photos altogether. 
which yeah. is silly and not what I want to do. But I had a lot of fun bringing my digital camera with us, uh, snowshoeing last weekend. Yeah, it was, it was fun just get getting to to shoot as many as I wanted. Yeah, I really and like it's cool, that. and I'm really, really like being more comfortable. I'm really used to shooting with the film mindset. Right. Like I'm, I'm not just taking a lot of pictures everywhere I go or of everything. Yeah. That I'm trying to get pictures of. I am still being like selective and particular in the way that I'm doing it. I so. noticed that too with mine. So that's nice. Yeah. It's not, it's not just hundreds of photos to go through. Yeah. I cool. notice that a lot more now too. And, and I have to shoot like through that little shot list when I'm doing like the work photos. Oh yeah. And so that just goes along pretty, pretty well like set. So, and I've, I've been able to take a lot of the stuff that I learned from shooting on film of like just kind of being selective about what shot I'm taking and mm -hmm. just getting the one that I need. I'm way better at that now. Um, so I think that that makes it a lot easier to shoot with digital is that you don't yeah. really expend a lot extra in a lot of places that you don't need to. You really kind of focus in and get a lot of good stuff that you need. That's just still on digital that yeah. you can kind of move through really quickly and process a lot easier than, than, you know, with the whole, Sending the film yeah. to send out and then getting it back a couple of days later and then scanning it and then processing it and then finally posting it. It is a lot more. It is. But it's a lot of fun too. I'm really, I just like the way it looks a lot more. I like the way it looks too. It's different. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> when it, when it works. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes out. Yeah. I've had a couple of duds too. But, but I think it would be, I, or uh, like you were talking about just a minute ago, I think it would be really cool to get uh, a few other types of uh, film stock. Yeah. to try out i think portrait would be a really cool one i really don't know enough about uh different film stocks i suppose but it'd be cool to try out some different kinds of things because they really are different yeah it's really true a cool thing about film i like that about film a lot too that how different the film stock is how different everything looks i think it's a really cool part of it or just how you get those different looks and things yeah, I liked uh, I liked that Ektar film that we had. I really like that. I want to get some more of that just because I already know I like it a lot. Yeah, I really like how that looks a lot of the time. I think that that's uh, that's going to be a lot of fun for us to use. I want to do some cool, surreal, um, like time lapse photos with that, with that big stopper yeah. and some cool oh, like washed yeah. water and stuff and rocks. I really want to do some or snow. I think that'd I be think cool snow too. Would be pretty cool. I think I want to do like snow and like clouds. I think that'd be really uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, there's a lot of like daytime really long exposure stuff that I want to try and do. We should plan um, a. That I haven't done enough of. We should plan another snow weekend. Yeah, that'd be great. Soon. I'd love to do it like like next weekend or something. We that'd should invite fun. some friends with us. Oh, we come should. Out. Yeah. Go snowshoeing with us. See if we can get anybody to come. <laughs> It'd be a good that'd time. Be cool. Yeah, but I think that's just about everything that I had to speak about today. Did you have anything I think else? So. To I well, covered. Thank you very much, Marina, for joining me for this episode of the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Billy. It's been pretty cool. Well, on behalf of Marina Hansen, my name is Billy Newman, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.